0: Welcome to Reflective Hour with Tammy, Tony Butler. I'm your host today. I'm just glad that you could come and reflect with me today. Let's reflect on our relationship with Christ, our way maker, the one who brings us joy, peace in the midst of any circumstance. So let's spend this time that we have together getting better acquainted with our Father, our true Father, Abba Father. We worship you, we glorify you. Holy Spirit, I ask that you come and have your way in this reflective time that we have together. Let them see you and only and not me. Let your words ring truth into their hearts. May the veils be lifted off their eyes and see any obstructions in their ears be removed. May they see the light of Christ, the love and the joy and the peace, and it follow them throughout. Grab your coffee, grab your tea. And let's begin. As I was reflecting on scripture and in my, you know, devotions this morning, and just sitting with God, I just there was just a word in scriptures and things that just kept jumping out at me, and so I wanted to bring that to you because this is how I process. This is what Christ has done in in my life, and. I'm still on my healing journey, and I just seek him for comfort in in all things, and I seek his wisdom, and God is my friend, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, that threefold core, that union. We are one, and I mean, I pray continuously and seek him continuously. I glorify him. I exalt him. So let's get uh, into his word. And I wanted to title this, Is God the Altar of Your Heart? So many times we can make things altars in our heart, and we can worship them and not our Father, not Jesus. And as Christians, Christ is called the altar of Christians. He be the, being the atoning sacrifice for sin. And, and therefore, we need to eat and drink and thirst um, for for Christ, for, for that living water, that bread of life. Search him and seek him and that relationship uh, with him. And in modern churches, even the communion table or altar um, or even uh the church or place of worship, anything that you worship uh, could be an altar. And we just need to make sure that the only altars that we are worshiping is Christ. That relationship with him. Putting God first above everything else in our lives. And when we do that and we make him first, then everything else comes. Everything else we need. We crave for something we often can't find. We search it out. We don't even know exactly what it is. But we know something's missing. What's missing is, is Christ in our lives. That relationship. God is a relational God, and he wants his children to come to him. Now, let's explore that in his word. I'm going to read um, out of Exodus. I'm going to start with 2937, the King James Version. Seven days thou shalt make an atonement for the altar and sanctify it, and it shall be an altar most holy. Whatsoever touches the altar shall be holy. And the New International Version says, for seven days make atonement for the altar and consecrate it. Then the altar will be most holy, and whatever touches it be holy. And then finally, the Tree of Life Version, again, Exodus 29 through 37 you are to make atonement for the altar for seven days and so sanctify it. The altar will be most holy and whatever touches it will become holy. Now, when we look at Exodus 29, 42 uh, through 46 in the King James Version, this shall be a continual burnt offering throughout your generations at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord, where I will meet you to speak there unto thee. And there I will meet with the children of Israel, and the tabernacle shall be sanctified by my glory. And I will sanctify the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar. I will sanctify also both Aaron and his sons to minister to me in the priest's office. And I will dwell among the children of Israel and be their God. And they shall know that I am the Lord, their God, that brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, that I may dwell among them. I am the Lord, their God. And when we look at that in the New International Version, again, Exodus 29 through 46, for the generations to come, this burnt offering is to be made regularly at the entrance to the tent of meeting before the Lord. There I will meet you and speak to you. There also uh, I will meet the Israelites and the place will be consecrated by my glory. So I will consecrate the tent of meeting and the altar and will consecrate Aaron and his sons to serve me as priests. Then I will dwell among the Israelites and be their God. They will know that I am the Lord, their God, who brought them out of Egypt so that I might dwell among them. I am the Lord, their God. And then again, Exodus 29, 42 through 46, the tree of life version. It is to be continual burnt offering throughout your generations in the entrance of the tent of meeting before Adonai. And I'm praying that I've pronounced that correctly. There I will meet with you to speak with you there. I will meet with B'nai there, so it will be sanctified by my glory. So I will sanctify the tent of meeting and the altar. I will also sanctify Aaron and his sons to minister to me as Konihim. So I will dwell among B'nai Israel and be their God. Then they will know that I am Adonai, their God, who brought them forth out of the land of Egypt so that I may live among them. I am Adonai. Their God, And I know I did not pronounce that correctly. But for some reason, my father always wanted me uh, to do the tree of life version. So those of you that can speak that better, so be it, maybe even comment and let me know how to say it correctly. God is serious about a relationship with him. As he was in the days of Moses. Sin separates us from God. In Exodus, God set up a system of sacrifices so people could approach him after a purification process took place. God sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross so we could gain access to a relational God. Before Christ, the people were people's representatives before God. Christ's death on the cross gave us the ability to have a direct fellowship, a direct communion with God, with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, a direct line of communication through Jesus' Holy Spirit, his compassionate, merciful, healing spirit that now dwells, that lives within us. If we believe in his death and in his resurrection truly in our hearts and we are transformed and renewed by his presence, his holy presence and all that we do, guiding us like a beacon of light on a dark hill, carrying us through times of turmoil, of negative circumstances, of periods of drought in our finances, um, in our life, in our careers, and so many things. And what is God saying to us, the true church? Well, he's saying, it is my desire to communicate with my children. But most do not know me. They make material possessions as altars in their life and they worship them. They build up these altars and serve them by working all their time, worshiping what they built, a mountain of, of wealth that serves no one. They do these things and crave something they can't quite understand, only to be hungry and thirst again and lack fulfillment. When they seek me, as I say in my word, they will be fulfilled and I will supply all their needs. They need only to knock and the door shall be open. Seek and they shall find. He's saying I'm waiting at the altar of their hearts. What is filling up that space that is reserved for me, for my love? What are they obeying? Whose voice are they listening to? My sheep know my voice. Whisper. Come to me, all those who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Seek me. Seek my kingdom. Seek my glory. Seek my rest, my joy. Put me above anything else. Seek me first before you seek things of this world that lasts briefly in my own life and when I share my testimony is I like to reflect back. No drug, no glass of wine, no food. Nothing filled me. Nothing took the icky away. Nothing lifted that weight off. I would sit outside and it would be a beautiful day, but I wouldn't see it because I was dead inside. Struggling to fit into a world that I didn't understand and that I didn't even think saw me. Struggling to take off the apron of trauma and just find joy, but I couldn't. I'd get angry, I didn't know why. I'd curse, I didn't know why. I reached for everything I could, but Christ. Couldn't sleep at night. I had no peace. None. All I saw was darkness. It didn't matter. We purchased a sailboat and rode in it everywhere or piloted everywhere. That often I'd feel out of control and have fear and I couldn't even truly enjoy that. It was like there was always something missing. I was there in the moment but not present in the not living in them. And even our house at that time, we lived in a country club, gated community. Nothing, nothing helped me. I felt dead, longing for something. I threw myself into being an emergency room nurse for over, almost 30 years and thought if I healed everybody else, I'd heal myself. Losing myself in sacrifice and service to others, I didn't work. So many things never worked. My shame, my guilt, my fear, my regret, everything threatened to just consume me. I needed just one moment without the constant negative thoughts that were in my mind saying I was worthless. It didn't matter I was a published author. It didn't matter that I would you know, be in charge in the emergency room. It didn't matter that I was professionally successful. It didn't matter that even that I had a man in my life that loved me. I didn't even know how to love David when he came into my life. I didn't know what healthy was, what normal was. I sought out abnormal, I sought out chaos and drama, which is why I thrived in the emergency department all those years, until I started having panic attacks and anxiety and driving and just getting all sweaty and and thinking I was suffocating and drowning. And it was my childhood trauma the leftover, the residue that was coming out from my multiple sexual assaults as that I now know was was human trafficking and the death of my father, the loss of him to suicide. But I lost him before that when he came back from Vietnam to trauma to alcoholism, trying to cope. He abandoned me as a dad. He did. And I spent many years trying to find a father someone to love me, to accept me for who I am, to let me know that I was fearfully, beautifully and wonderfully made. But no male I put in my life and I slept with many men. Oh, a lot. That ache never went away. I was looking for love in all the wrong places. Christ is the only thing that set me free. From the moment the Holy Spirit, that compassion, merciless spirit came inside of me when I repented of all my sins and surrendered and really died to myself to be resurrected and transformed by his marvelous light. And I owe him everything because he took it away, the icky, the weight of it all. And I have joy. It doesn't matter the chaos of the world. It doesn't matter the darkness. I have joy. I have hope. I love to get up and seek him. I'm able to sit quietly And I'm so full of peace and I'm able to sleep through the night and I don't need the addiction of food to cope or sex or drugs or money or material possessions. I sold everything to follow him, my sailboat, my FJ cruiser, that house on the golf course. We now live in just a little tiny home on 10 acres of land surrounded by still waters and green pastures. I'm happy, full of joy, at peace, so at peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding. I am the living, breathing example of the God manifesting me. You can't walk in, seek his presence, seek out the Holy Spirit, the true gospel, the true church, where two or three are gathered in his name. Seek it. Stretch out your Check out our blogs at reflective if you don't know how. I wear many hats, and that's one of them. As um, founder of the nonprofit uh, prophetic healing ministry. Seek that avenue out if you need other resources. You can find my contact information. Reach out. But if I've done nothing more? This reflective hour and have you see him. And I've done my job. Drink of him. You'll never thirst again. Seek him. He's waiting. Holy Spirit, guide. Them. Fill them with your peace and your joy. Your peace that surpasses. Help them to see you as I see you. I love you so to know about it. And he's amazing. And he's free. A truth free. Thanks for joining. This, world. this world is peace. This Let's heal. Let's reflect. Join. See God's sleeping. He's in charge. I'm just going. His words is true. Seeking.